0: welcome brave listeners to another frightening tale today's tale is a story that was inspired by a recent visit i had to the dentist office it's a very gruesome one at that so viewer discretion is advised i call this muriel's one o'clock Muriel grabbed her lunch bag from the passenger seat and stepped out of her car. The briefest of thoughts tracing her mind that, in a few moments behind that wheel, she could return to her home. And that is where she wanted to be this morning. It felt earlier than 7.30am. She wasn't sick and mostly enjoyed her career. It's just some days, you don't feel like you should leave your space. And this is exactly what was on her mind as she locked the doors and headed for the elevators that would no doubt lead to a long day. The elevator doors opened on her floor, releasing her from the grip of an exceedingly excessive amount of axe effect for anyone's enjoyment. The chemical burns she felt in her sinuses ached as her lungs craved the trivial freedom of clean air. MacArthur Adams Dental Clinic, read across the plate glass of the door in front of her where she found herself pondering the hours of operation. No one had seen her yet. There was still time to call in sick. Mental health is an important thing, isn't it? Uh, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., read today's hours. That was far too long to be away from her couch valiantly attempting to crush her separation anxiety like the doorknob she squeezed and turned. All hope of freedom dissipating with the clinical smell of modern dentistry. She settled into her station for the day, one of the larger rooms at the clinic with more space and more modern amenities, at least for this shift. Score. Maybe it wouldn't be a horrible day after all, Muriel said about, Putting her personal effects away, and began to collect the things she'd need for her first patient. Mr. Artwald, a middle-aged married man with two crowns and a bald patch, scheduled for a cleaning. Looking at the docket, she was booked for the entire day. Eight cleanings and a dental procedure. Muriel, your patient's here, informed another hygienist. Thanks, Dorothy. I'll be right there, she said, followed by a deep breath to steal her nerves, and the day began. In what seemed like days, not hours, Muriel had completed four cleanings in an emergency adjustment to a veneer on Mrs. Abernathy, who had an unhealthy attraction to hard caramels. But it was noon, and she was finally able to sit in her car and eat her lunch. She enjoyed the comfort of her car, It was her space away from home. The meager decorations within here, enough to stamp her claim to it. Just the knowledge that it had the power to bring her home was enough for her. A security blanket of a sort. After her lunch was eaten, she would run down the rest of her hour, knitting and listening to music on the stereo. The clacking rhythm of her needles were soul food for her. Counting her rows. She looked up to see a vagrant of some kind shuffling in the lot that backed against her office. She was partially obscured by some shrubs and decorative trees, so he didn't see her staring. He was short-haired and in need of a shower. She wondered what sort of life led him there. Was it poor choices or something more out of his hands? Where did he go at night? How did he manage to survive each day not knowing where things would be for him? She found the thought to be frightening. So much uncertainty to not have the comfort of of home, the security of your own door. Just then the jingle of a digital chime brought Muriel back to the present, and she became aware that the sound signified the end of her lunch. Muriel, your one o'clock is here, announced Annie, another of Muriel's co-workers. You know your job. Just one step after the other and the weekend will be here, she thought to herself, standing to head to the waiting room. She picked up her clipboard with her duty log and read the name under 1 p.m. It appears young Josh Andrews' mother called and cancelled, but they filled the spot with a Mr. Sothel. Hm cleaning and investigating an issue with his fifth premolar, and she entered the waiting room. Mr. Sothel, she called. The waiting room was L-shaped and curved around a corner to the front entrance. From where she stood, she could only see a mother and daughter who looked up and shook their heads. They looked across from their seats to a space just around the corner, and Muriel called again, stepping further into the waiting room. Hello, is, is there a Mr. Sothel here? Is there a Mr. Sothel? Turning the corner, there was a very odd man. His features just felt off. The distance between his eyes and the length of his smile were just just wrong. His skin was a, a pale color, as though he were suffering a flu or similar debilitation. M- Mr. Sothel. Are are you Mr. Sothil, she asked. He just seemed to hum a pleasant, Hmm. Are are you my one o'clock, she asked again. (laughs) Oh, one o'clock. Yes, the thirteenth hour. It's time. If you'll follow me, then we can begin. He was slow to stand from his chair and She had suspicions that he might be on something. His mind seemed so distant and foggy. He didn't seem focused on where he was or what he was doing. As if something more important was preoccupying his thoughts. He was dressed normal enough, khaki pants, but pulled up a little too far. And a button-up shirt, tucked in awkwardly. He had on simple brown shoes, but without laces. It was something just off about each part of him. She held the door for him as he shuffled his feet across the floor. He seemed to move faster than his steps implied. Again, just just off. They made their way to the exam room and he reclined in her chair. One o'clock, the thirteenth hour, he said again. That's right, Mr. Sothel. one o'clock. Do you have any concerns with your dental health today? she asked oh nothing of bother soon enough he replied well it says here a molar has been troubling you can you tell me a little bit more is it all the time or just when you bite oh so many mouths will bite many mouths yes bite 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 well that's not creepy muriel said under her breath Um, I'll start with your cleaning and polishing, and then we can call in the dentist and see about that problem molar. How does that sound? Good, good. It's time to begin, he chortled to himself and opened his oddly wide mouth. Muriel set to work. The sooner he was finished and out of the chair, the better for her. It wasn't often you get that awkward patient. Either they looked at you the way men can to make a woman's skin crawl knowing the awfulness churning in their minds or they were a judgmental old lady that gave you a complex that only a mother could but even rarer was the patient who was just plain creepy it's those people you pass in life who set off your radar that you need to be as far away from them as possible and that was mr sawful the interior of his mouth seemed normal enough At first, it looked as though he didn't know what a toothbrush was. Mr. Sothel, do you brush your teeth after every meal? Are you flossing? She quizzed, knowing the answer. But she wanted to impart the importance of dental care to him. He just replied with that quizzical, Hmm? Where the pitch kind of went up at the end, as though he feigned ignorance. It took her a few moments to just clean away the food from his last few meals before she could get to the more stubborn plaque deposits and check for weaknesses in the enamel. Instruments at hand, she began to pick at the yellowish plaque around the back of his lower left molars. And it was then that she noticed the mesiodistal and buccolingal measurements of each molar that seemed nearly identical. In fact, the premolars even looked like the molars, and nearly perfectly square. Which is to say that each molar was so close in appearance as though artificial. Nature was never this perfect, not when it came to mouths. She gawked at it for a moment, and then continued removing the plaque, making a mental note to discuss with the dentist. As she worked her way from molars to premolars, she found what must be the problem her notes had mentioned. There was a small dark cavity in the side of the tooth. She took a sharp instrument and inserted it into the cavity to see how deep it was and if it had penetrated the dentin. Her tool went nearly the length of it into the hole. When she pushed a little further, she felt something depress or give way. Mr. Sothel reacted with a gasp of relief. She would have expected that the tool that deep in the tooth would have caused a violent flinch. She also noticed that the tooth itself seemed to detach to a degree. And with minimal force applied to it, she caused it to rotate. Now, out of pure morbid curiosity, she rotated the tooth 45 degrees. She heard and felt a click, followed by strange noises from Mr. Sothel's stomach. Not the usual digestive gurgles, but the sound of something moving against something else. How are we doing, Mr. Sothel? She inquired nervously, having possibly just broken his tooth. Uh, he didn't reply at first, he just lay there mouth open and eyes shut, hands grasping the arms of the chair, and then he spoke.
1: Trinity of
0: heralds, gates to oblivion are we. His voice trailed off. Finish what is started. Mr. Sothel, she prodded again. Her only reply was that odd. Hmm... Again. Which implied that he was alright. This appointment had now taken the lead spot as the weirdest thing to ever happen in Muriel's work life. Uh, scratch that. Entire life. She really wanted this appointment to end. So she set back to the task. Moving to the next tooth, she started to pick at the deposits on the tooth. The plaque here was so hard... She put her current tool down and drew up a more heavy-duty instrument. She scraped at the plaque and after applying pressure, suddenly flinched as the tooth snapped and pushed back into Mr. Sothel's gums, leaving a black hole. No blood or mess, just a hole. Her eyes went wide. Then the next tooth tipped and fell in to Mr. Sothel and she stared at the hole in Mr. Sothel's mouth. There in the pinky tissue of his gum was just a dark black space where there was nothing. She flinched as she heard a crash from one of the other exam rooms, and then she flinched again as Mr. Sothel wrenched and convulsed in the chair, and then her tool was sucked out of her hand and drawn into the hole that the teeth had left. She pushed her stool back from him rolling a foot or so from the exam chair. And then, with a loud sickly cracking pop, Mr. Sothel snapped into himself as if drawn into a point within himself. His legs snapped and crunched, getting sucked back into his body at tremendous speed. So did his right arm, just the fingers were visible in the space on his side where his limb used to be, his head pulled into his torso so violently it snapped his jaw shut resulting in shattering the bone which fired teeth all over the room his head turned towards her as air was drawn in through the hole where his jaw used to be sounding like a whistling gasp then his eyes were sucked out of their sockets back into his head A scream came from one of the other exam rooms, cut off suddenly by another crackling pop. Muriel rolled back on her chair into the hall and looked towards the other exam room. Dorothy's legs were twitching reflexively. They were pointed up and into the air at weird angles, and her her upper torso was violently pulled into the center of what was left of the patient in the chair. They were such a mess of flesh and bone, it was hard to tell them apart. She heard gurgling coming from the adjacent room where Annie had been working. Muriel slowly rolled her stool down the hall a few feet to see through the glass walls of Annie's exam room. Annie had similarly been drawn into the torso of her patient, but her head was caught in the broken shards of ribs. Her arms completely drawn inside the cavity that was the patient's stomach. Her back snapped in a way that Annie's rear was up in the air and her legs hanging. The gurgling sound though came from the dentist who was lying beside her on the floor. His leg kicked subtly, his chest and throat covered in dark black crab-like things that ate at his flesh. It may have being the quick pace Muriel was breathing, or her nerves, or a combination of the two, but Muriel was feeling lightheaded and in shock. Her head went back down to Dorothy's room, where she heard a metal tray clash to the floor as the last of Dorothy disappeared into the cavity in her patient. That was when more of the crab things began to pour out of the body and into the room, scurrying like a carpet of biting mouths screams came from the waiting room where she heard the staff shouting at each other. What are they? Get them off! It was when she heard the child scream for her mother that she turned and headed to the bathroom. The trauma of the loud shrieks of panic and pain were too much for her simple sensibilities. She closed the bathroom door and locked it. She couldn't take her eyes off the black mass of those biting things as the door had shut. Even now, she still stared to where they were, tears streaming down her cheeks. She stepped back, feeling the painted concrete wall behind her and sliding down the wall, she sobbed on the floor. She could see their tiny legs now swarming the door outside, their shells rattling against the door. She sat there staring, listening to little mouths working at the wood. It was only a matter of time. Why didn't I stay home today was the last thing she thought. You've been listening to Muriel's One O'Clock. Presented by Master Storyteller, self-proclaimed Mark Wilhelm. Oh, I do hope you've enjoyed this frightening tale. If you should find yourself in possession of a frightening tale of your own, and you wouldn't mind me reading it, please submit it through frighteningtales.com for a future episode. Only submit stories that are your own, yada yada legal legal. Do tune in again next time for another scary moment, if you're brave enough.